What are the secrets of those extraordinary individuals that have achieved extraordinary success? Listen to their stories, discover their knowledge bursts, make those connections. Get ready. It's time to start moving forward. Hey, John Lim here. We're moving forward today with Laura Gorecki. She's an entrepreneur and founder of Moxie Promotion, a company that organizes corporate events in the greater Baltimore area, including and notably the Waterfront Tech Series. How are you today, Laura? I am doing very well, John. How are you? <laughs> Good. We met a couple months ago at a event for Johns Hopkins Carey Business School, and uh, it was such a pleasure to meet you. And I just and you and I have also met since then. You know, we had coffee, and I just I love your story, and I'm really excited for you to share it with moving forward listeners. So, Laura, I mean that introduction so brief. I want you to fill in the story. So, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and what you do. Okay. Uh, well, I will make this a little bit quicker than it's going to sound off the off the set here. But um, I was born in Houston, Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, my parents are from the East Coast, though. So, but I grew up down in uh, Texas. Like I said, I had three brothers. I was the middle child of five. Okay. Um, so I was always the girl growing up. And if I wasn't, I always joke with people. If I wasn't good at soccer, um, probably would have. They probably would have all forgotten about me. But just being <laughs> the middle child. But. Um, I did play soccer my whole life. My my dad was kind of my my boy back in the day. We traveled for soccer soccer a great deal. And mm-hmm. then when it came time to go to school, um, I chose the University of Virginia um, for its academics by and large. But um, you know, I did go there for soccer. I went there for on a full ride. And at the time, I was on the national team for women's soccer as well. Wow! I did that from about fourteen years old, kind of with their under fourteen, under sixteen, under eighteen under 18 team and then you get called up to the full national team um and so on so i went to uva part mostly for the academics and the beautiful school by thomas jefferson but um also for a little bit for the soccer but um upon graduation i got dropped from the national team and decided that i wanted to hang up boots and i moved to baltimore and it was shortly after 9 11 um, it was may of 2002 what so. brought you to baltimore so, yeah, so I kind of did some early networking. I knew I didn't want to move back to Texas. I knew I was on the East Coast, and I kind of wanted to stay out here and see kind of what I was made of and knew that I was a great people person, though I'd never really had a chance to really explore that in any kind of professional setting. So uh, being that 9-11 had just happened, the job market was shot, so I borrowed people's cars, and I drove up to Baltimore mm. where they were still hiring and whatnot, and I landed in in Baltimore. Always thought I'd move on back to Houston or to New York City, but again, I just see how divine that was back then because I had to kind of create something out of nothing here in Baltimore, yeah. even you know, sixteen, seventeen years ago. So that's how I wound up here. What did you do uh, in Baltimore? So what did you start out doing? I started out with I got a job at Morgan Stanley right on Pratt Street and I was part of a group of people that you had to pass your series seven and if you didn't you got fired. Mm-hmm. So I and I was the only person in that entire class that actually passed it. And interestingly wow. enough, I was the only one not from Baltimore. So what does that tell you? <laughs> <laughs> Environment or you know, I mean I just my my toes were dangling over the coals, you know. So it was like it was like sink or swim. So yeah. Yeah. At any rate, um, that's kind of what launched me into, you know, a very, very young professional Laura, which was scary. But I kind of saw that if I put my nose to the grindstone, like I assumed that I could do in a professional setting what I had done in soccer. 
Yeah, and so talk a little bit about on. the early part of your career and what led you to eventually become an entrepreneur. So I launched myself into, you know, my Series 7 and making sure I was the best uh, professional financial planner I could be. And I had to network and go to a great deal of um, networking events and just I kind of, you know, and I, I did. I, I kind of succeeded in the sense that, you know, I've always been part of a team and I took kind of what I learned in soccer and I kind of was like, okay, now I can kind of be the captain of my own ship here and, yeah. you know, really get out there and talk to a lot of people and really kind of learn something, a whole new skill set that use all of the same, you know, skill sets that I had with soccer. You know, I got to get in, I got to be good to people. I've got to learn. I've got to shut up. I've got to listen. <laughs> I've got to help others grow and so on. Um, and Baltimore at the time was not developed the way that it is mm-hmm. that we see today. And I know, you know, some people who are, you know, very, have never been to Baltimore or just kind of giggle and they're like, Oh yeah, the wire, you know, and I have to remind them, well, one, the wire was over a decade ago as well, but also, but also it's like any city, it's a checkerboard, right? Mm-hmm. So I've been here since it was developed or before it was developed, Harbor East didn't exist, Canton Crossing didn't exist. Um, you know, these are all developments here and now we continue to see everything, you know, us just becoming like a five-star city, if you will, because we want to attract and acquire new talent. So that was all not even going to happen for a while yet, right? So I'm setting up the scene. So Got out of financial planning because I just couldn't stand. Uh, ha- like I just couldn't stand what I did. Yeah. <laughs> just, was there? A, was there? I loved a, the people part. I was, needed the managing their money. Was part. there a breaking point for you, or did it kind of just gradually build up, and you just one day decided I can't do this well, anymore? I didn't really like my life revolving around money. I didn't yeah. really want to know that I was making money. I mean, and that, there's nothing wrong with that if that's what you choose to do because people need to make money with their own money. I get it. It's just that. It wasn't what made me tick or, or, or made me happy. So I moved on. I got my uh, real estate license. I did that for about six years. Same thing. I would go out. And um, at the time, I still drank and partied. I was a lot younger. Um, but I'd go out to like a happy hour in Federal Hill. And mind you, the city's starting to develop. People were starting to become more transient. I like to think I kind of started that trend. <laughs> so it's kind of like God just, just kind of like picked me up and dropped me off here. And is like, here's where you will stay. Wow. So, Laura, you you started out in financial planning. You're transitioning and doing obviously very well in real estate. So, what about the next stage? I, right. I love that your your career has just evolved over time. So, what right. led you to to the next stage? I got a few heavy adult life things happened, and I got a little bit of like the fear bug in me, um, and I decided to go back to corporate. Because that just seemed like, and honestly, it was easier, but at the point I wasn't at in life, it was what I needed, I guess. So it was, again, uh, necessary. But I went to work at Robert Half and I tried my hand at recruiting. Again, Mm -hmm. the common theme here is just people, right? I'm just, I'm bringing, I'm bringing people to their financial security and, you know, well-being and peace of mind. I'm bringing people to their first home, right? I'm explaining that process. Now I'm bringing people to people, you know, mm-hmm. and it's not rocket science, but oh my God, it should be, right? <laughs> I mean, people to people can be the most difficult thing you've ever done. But that was where, you know, at the time, again, I used like my know-how and my wits and my my, and my ability to relationship market. And I'd get to know anybody who was anybody who was a hiring manager. And then I just grew teams for them, you know, and I'd pick people from Towson and Loyola and University of Maryland, these really sharp candidates. I'd keep the talent here in Baltimore and I'd get them out to like a BGE or McCormick or Under Armour or Domino Sugar. You know, we've got all these headquarters here. So um, at any rate, saw that happen again, worked there. You know, I won't get into why that ended. It wasn't it wasn't nice or great. But still, Mm. I, I just saw people taking from me in the relationships that I built. Right. It was like, why would I make a percentage of what the house makes when this is me 
working at this. So I wound up kind of just backing myself into doing contracts through walking away from recruiting for several reasons. It's a very cutthroat dog eat dog world out mm-hmm. there with recruiting, but it is rewarding in the sense that people will call you and be like, I love you. I owe you hmm. flowers because you just worked out. Your livelihood has gotten me my livelihood, right? Yeah. Like nothing yeah. felt better than that. So got out of recruiting. Finally, it just got to the point where I have these contracts. I'm still doing rentals for a lot of my old real estate clients and I'm doing events, um, for different companies. I worked for a couple different events companies and I'm running all these events. I'm the one doing all the breakdown and setup, but I'm also the one selling all the sponsorships and I'm also the one succeeding, exceeding my goals. And I'm, and then I'm same thing, making all, selling all these sponsorships with all these corporations. I'm putting the Laura Gorecki name, you know, my own spin on it. And then if the client shows up in my company, hasn't delivered to a T on what the goal and the vision was with the client, then my name went through the mud as well. And there's not much I can do about how the overhead is spent, right? When it's a big conglomerate like that. So a couple other heavy things in life just have happened where I've had to really soul search. I've kind of like taught, you know, I've taught myself how to not just pray, but then meditate and really listen and hear some answers, whether it's, you know, the universe or, you know, I call it God. But I really went through that kind of transformation for the past few years. That didn't happen overnight, but uh, through all of that, kind of getting a little more centered and growing up a whole lot um, and realizing what is important and what isn't. I had to look in the mirror and I really had to be like, you know, you knew you were good at soccer. You knew what, what you were putting out there and you knew what you were getting back. Like maybe to a fault, you've been overly cautious. You know, it's yeah. like kind of like with me, I need to fully understand mm. what I'm doing. You know, like it's I need to know if I'm making a right or left. You know what I mean? To a fault. And it's like sometimes I could just throw caution to the wind and be a little more flexible you know yeah. like I'm, I'm very inflexible sometimes because i know you know and then the, the catch-22 is well that's also how i'm driven i know what i'm i want and how i'm gonna get it right yeah. well laura that but, actually leads me perfectly into my next question so you, you've had quite the journey and i love that you're sharing so much of it with our listeners so today as we're speaking today what would you say is your big why for me, I'm I'm almost 40 and I just at like 35 looked in the mirror and I was like, what do you really want? You know, like what, how are you yeah. going to be happy? Because I got news for you. Yes, I'm talking to myself, but I'm like, you know, and in kind of like a prayer thought meditation. And I'm like, I got news for you. None of this corporate stuff, none of this going to work for other people, none of this handing over the money. Like if you look at the themes, like you just run around and people please. And, you know, you always succeed and you exceed their numbers and goals. But like, are you happy? Like, is that what you want? Because it hasn't worked out yet. And like, we got to kind of look at the underlying themes here. So I had to get really raw and honest. And it was like, no, Mm, I'll never be happy building up all these relationships and having my ecosystem just for somebody else to say, thank you, Laura, for building this ecosystem for me. Now go, you know, go play in the corner. Right. Like, it's like, no hell to the no. I didn't do everything that I did <laughs> growing up to separate and be singular and work hard, you know, work really hard. I didn't come out of the womb good at this stuff. You know, I worked hard at being uncomfortable a lot and being comfortable being uncomfortable. I think that's the only thing that I, when I die, I can say, you know, if I was to die tomorrow, I could say like, hey, I, I had some, I had some courage, you know, like I didn't, I, I made sure I wasn't comfortable a lot, you know, like now I'm getting a little older and getting comfortable means having some peace of mind, but at 35, I had to be like, what are you good at? You are good at connecting people. Okay, how do you do that? How are you the best at that? I am good at that by one-on-one, face-to-face. Okay, but how do you monetize that? Okay, well, you monetize that probably by getting as many of those same people in the room that will pay to be there because you've created this ecosystem that I referenced from the ups and downs of yeah, yeah. the past 20 years I just talked about. 
Um, and that's that's how Moxie and, and my whole Waterfront Tech Series was born. I, I love that because you're just taking the pieces from your long journey. You've discovered what it is that you really love doing, what you're really good at. And then you found yeah. the cross-section between that and building a business that's filling a need, but also tapping into that thing that drives you every day, which is connecting people. And I think that is just so cool. So, Laura, as we're speaking today, what is the biggest challenge that you face? I think when I went into business for myself, it was kind of like, awesome. I have no bosses, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. woo, you know, when I get that, pop, you know, like people are like, oh man, that nobody's telling you what to do. That is so cool. And I'm like, wrong. <laughs> you know, now I have clients. <laughs> yes. Yes. No, uh, that, and that's not a challenge. I mean, I, I, I do, I guess the biggest challenge is remembering, this is going to be kind of cheesy, but the biggest challenge is remembering that all of these challenges are opportunities, right? Mm, like yeah. that's the biggest, like, I mean, to be, you know, we, you and I, I text you earlier, you know, and I'll be frank with the audience, you know, I'm like, Hey John, this isn't like, we're not going to be on audio or video, right? Cause my pool, like my pool today was my office this morning, you know, like, <laughs> and, I, and, so and remember what I said to you, I said, I tell people you can do this. You can do a podcast right. in your PJs. And immediately you're like, no, we're good. You know, but I'm like, cause I need to get home and fix myself, you know, but I'm like that, that is normal to me now. And I have to check myself some days and be like, you know, not for nothing. I worked for it, but I, you know, I had a little bit of a vision of, I didn't want to, I knew I was never going to be happy with somebody else telling me what to do. I didn't, I didn't become this empowered, you know, very, you know, I have thoughts and I have opinions and I have people that will back me on that, you know? So it's like, I was never going to be happy just being like a yes girl, I guess, if you will. So at any rate now, you know, like I work really hard, but I, you know, I, I embrace the technology that allows us to work remotely. I embrace, you know, being able to sell tickets on social media, you know, and now I love coupling all that together with making these one-on-one -on -one connections. And I mean, I, I just got my newest client for Waterfront Tech Series Episode 5. They're an e-learning company that, you know, they put on the VR goggles on like folks that work on at on steel, you know, on in steel mills. And they put somebody with virtual reality up like 250 feet off the ground and they're like going through safety measures like virtually and i'm just like that is just so cool you know yeah, and that's, that's great that's, yeah, that's my fantastic. job is to like make sure that message gets out there so now that's my newest client and like what they do is so cool and they want to get in with a higher ed higher ed so because they want students to be able to put on these like some people call them goggles some people call them helmets but just do a lot more virtual reality learning in the yeah. classroom you know and i'm like oh like well, this is so neat like you know and i have to be like we didn't even have cell phones when I was in college. <laughs> no, it's so true. But I think you hit on something that's really important. And, and this is the, the cross-section between going from employee to entrepreneur is that, yes, in the beginning, you feel like, well, you know what? I don't have bosses. This is great. But then you realize you are accountable. You are accountable mm -hmm. to your clients. And as a successful entrepreneur, I mean, the demands on your time can be really great. I mean, especially when you have oh, lots yeah. of clients and you have to be in 20 places at once. So share with our listeners, what is one tip that you have for really maintaining that work-life balance? Oh, gosh. Well, I think I think this whole story has been <laughs> the rise of how that happens. Yeah. You have just you have to be honest, first and foremost. If you don't, you know, it's your own fault if you come home from work every day grumpy, right? Like, you should be doing something that you like. I'm just saying. Like, not everybody has that luxury, but within reason. Okay, so step one. Once you've got that, you know, I think for me, it was really, really hard not to wear this company, like not even this company. It was more the other sales jobs I had. I felt like I was always working. I was like addicted mm, to work, yeah. but maybe it was just that people pleasing, rearing its ugly head. So I think anybody would do well to just really, however you do it, 
however you get quiet and listen to yourself, however you meditate and get centered. But like, you, you know, at some point you've got to put the phone down and the technology down. Love you've got to be in nature and you've got to figure out if you like to run or meditate or go to the pool or like what go to have, a movie by yourself. Have the me time. I think that is huge. Oh, yeah. And I love huge. that. Huge. Find the time to turn off the phone. I think moving forward, listeners, whether you're in a career or starting a business, you need to have that. I think that's hugely important. It keeps you in the long game. And Laura, such a great share. Well, speaking of great shares, are you ready for the Knowledge Burst session? Yes. All right. I'm excited because this is one of my favorite parts of the show. I have listeners tell me they love this part of the show. So I'm excited to ask you. So let's start with this one. Do you have a favorite resource and it can be something. It can be a book that you love. It could be a movie, a TV show, or some other source that has inspired you to move forward. Ooh, okay. Yes, I <laughs> grew up when they called it techno music, yeah. you know? So, like, the early Daft Punk, like, Homework is probably one of my favorite albums. Um, I, God rest his soul, I loved Avicii. He was one of my favorites. I'm like very particular about my EDM or techno or house music, but I digress. Yeah, I've got like a playlist that I can be in any mood or doing anything. But as long as I've, I can just tap into that or like, and I've got a lot of like meditation stuff on there too. But and it just in a moment can just change my thinking, change my change my perception, um, change the way my outlook on everything. Like I come home and I'm stressed out. Like I'll put on my headphones and either lay by the pool, like I said, I'm kind of a sun worshiper or I just put on those headphones and from the soccer whole thing, I just go run. My music inspires. It's always, I think it's just like a game tape before tape. That's hilarious. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) Laura, so as someone who obviously works with a lot of people who you have clients who are in tech, I'm excited to ask you as an entrepreneur, as as a person who is living her life each day to the fullest, do you have a favorite tech tool of your own or do you have a productivity practice that really keeps you moving forward every day? I'm trying to get in front of as many people as I can. So social media, right? But then I also use something called High Rise, which was free. I guess it's just like a CRM of sorts. It's really just a contact list. But I have all of Moxie's contacts now in High Rise. So um, I can task myself with a follow up or, you know, I keep, you know, I keep Waterfront Tech Series 1, 2, 3, 4 all broken out into different ways to email people and keep in touch with them. It's probably similar to like constant contact, but email blast social media and being able to keep organized and like, boom, what's his phone number? What's his email? It's right there. And that same, you know, in my one contact list and it's everywhere. So Fantastic. I don't have to go through searching for a whole bunch of stuff. I've got like, you know, and that I can sleep at night because of that. and <laughs> that money in the bank, because that's pe- more, like I said, it's just like social media. I'm just building up more and more emails of people who subscribe or you know want to know what's going on with what i'm doing so that's cool laura what is one small choice or activity you're making today to move forward i may need to do a throwback to yesterday i bought my first bike yesterday oh congratulations today today i got my bike my bike locks and my bike bell (laughs) everything (laughs) my boyfriend and i got each other bikes for our birthdays so we don't drive we live in the city and we're we're you know and we're not that you know, like hipster, that cool or that green. It's just that we walk it everywhere we go and we rent bikes a lot. So we finally got ourselves some nice bikes and that I ran some errands yesterday and I didn't Uber and I didn't walk and I I did everything in under like 40 minutes. And I was kind of like, Oh my God, this is amazing. So (laughs) I don't know in some small way that feels like, I feel like things are coming together. 
I love it. That's that a sounds great kind of weird. No, that's a good one. I think yeah. that's a good one. Hey, Moving Forward listeners, you can find links to many of the books and resources mentioned by today's guest, along with offers to try out Audible and Amazon Prime. These are affiliate links for which I receive a small commission, which helps the podcast and is greatly appreciated. You can find these on the write-up for today's episode at bemovingforward.com. Well, Laura, ready to do a little time travel? Yeah. All right, we're going to step into a time machine. We're traveling ahead to the year 2023. Who was Laura in five years? Oh, my gosh. I, uh, I'll still be a business owner running my company. And regardless, you know, my boyfriend has sons that are very important and are here a lot. So just still doing what I'm doing, finding that balance between my family and my work. But just being true to who I am every day is maybe Maybe time thing. for a new bike in that time, too. Oh, yeah. I think, <laughs> I think I'll maybe pass down this bike to the kiddos. Oh, I, I love could, it. I get a new bike. Laura, how, how can our listeners connect with you and learn about all the great work that you're doing? Excellent. Um, I can be contacted on my website at www.moxiepromotion.com or wftseries.net. Or my email is Laura, L-A-U-R-A-G is in girl, M-O-X-I-E at gmail.com. And yeah, either way, I'll get back to you as soon as possible. But I would love to hear from anybody who has anything to say about anything, um, or especially if you are interested in networking or starting your own business, if anything that you related to, if you want to talk about it, I'm here. We're, we're bike tips, new bike owner tips. I think. <laughs> no, I don't know about that. <laughs> Laura, I'd love to have you close out the show. So share some parting wisdom with our moving forward listeners. I think most importantly is you have to kind of get up and make the decision to fight for it. And it'll feel, I know that sounds like aggressive, but like, it feels really good in this human life to fight, you know, and like get up and fight for who you are and who, what you want. And that, that in, in life is just for me, like I want to be kind and respectful and I want to be helpful and I want to love others and I want to give back. So I get up, I have to get up, I have to get up and make that decision every day. And, you know, I hope that other people can find some peace of mind to be, find some space to do that too. I think it's great advice and what a great way to close out the show. Laura, I want to thank you so much for taking time out of the schedule to join us today to share your incredible story and some really, really incredible knowledge bursts so that our listeners can move forward. Thank you so much, Laura. Thank you. I appreciate you. Absolutely. And moving forward, listeners, you can follow us on social at Be Moving Forward on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter. Join us next Tuesday for another extraordinary guest. Have a great week. And remember, always be moving forward. Now it's time for you to move forward and unlock the extraordinary in you. Moving Forward is produced by John Lim and Bali Solutions, LLC. All rights reserved.